Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Welcome to the Presence Podcast. This is Rick, and you're here for episode number 150. It is late again, or as it truly is, early in the morning, because it's after midnight. If I have been sounding kind of tired on these lately, it's because there's just a lot to do these days. The end of the school year with the teacher, any other teachers out there knows what that means. Got papers to grade, tests to prepare. And on top of that, I have um, this summer gym project, which I've mentioned a few times just in passing, but I'm sure you'll hear more about that once it starts, which is uh, a week from this coming Monday. So things are kind of busy, and I have been getting to this late, but it's a value. It's important. This is something that I want to do every day, and here is today's. Today was an interesting day, um, a day that began quite warm and humid. We did have a little bit of rain, a few storms come through later in the day. But the fact that it was warm in the morning allowed the first part of my God presence moment. So stay with me this evening, this early morning, actually. Come join me here in what I call Serenity Place or Shalom Place, my screened-in back patio slash porch. And I'll tell you about how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open today to experience God's presence. Today, I experienced the best of my school where I teach in two ways. One had to do with an opportunity to do something with the students and part of our physical location. And then the other had to do with um, recognizing the goodness and the generosity of uh, many of our students. So the first part, and this is the weather dependent part. My school is in an urban setting and we have a decent piece of property, but it's not huge because we're surrounded by, um, uh, you know, houses, apartments. And again, it's, it's not a heavily urban area, no tall buildings. We're not downtown, but we are definitely in a place where it's an urban setting. Within our campus, though, our building is kind of a U-shaped, but in within the center point of the U, we have a really nice courtyard or a nice uh, little grassy green area. There's a path that has the Stations of the Cross on it. Uh, there are numerous Ohio trees that are planted around it, which I just learned the other day um, actually gets us some sort of a special arboretum designation, which is kind of cool. And my favorite spot in this uh, courtyard area is the family, the Holy Family Shrine. Now, I keep meaning to ask one of the long timers at the school what the history is of this shrine, because I know there's got to be one. And it's lovely. It's a little brick building. Um, it's a, got a place for candles, um, a little couple benches, a little wall next to it, and very impressively, a mosaic of children of students and it's just a lovely spot and perfect really in my mind for taking a group a class out to pray and that's what we did today in my first three freshman periods now I have to be honest I probably wouldn't have done this unless it had been two things one is that my classroom gets 
really hot because there is no air conditioning. And this morning, it was not cool. So even first period, it was pretty warm. And then my third period, I have a number of kids in there, a number of freshmen who have been asking me almost every day for the last month or so, can we go outside? Can we go outside? Can we go outside? And I'm not opposed to taking classes outside, but I do a lot of teaching with my LCD projector, and obviously that can't be used outside. So I planned today, and I told them yesterday, that if the weather was nice, we would go outside. And because I was taking my third period, which interestingly enough is the only class that really has asked that consistently, I decided I would take my first and my fourth periods as well. So we went outside, and um, what I was able to do, which I thought was kind of a clever way to use the outside area, is there's a storybook Bible, which I'll try to post a link to on the Facebook page. It is amazing. I love this storybook Bible. It is just the best. And I have read to my classes from it and um, hadn't read to my freshmen for, for a while. So today was the day. So we had story time. So we went out and they sat on a blanket on the ground or on this little wall area that kind of um, encircles the shrine. And I read to them. And it was kind of funny because I was actually so inspired by this storybook Bible, which again, I just absolutely, absolutely enjoy using, that I took the story of Jonah, which is my favorite story in all of the Old Testament. Unfortunately, though, like most people who tell the story of Jonah, they end with Jonah going to Nineveh and converting the Ninevites. But that's not the end of the story in the Bible. There's a great, great end to the story with Jonah and a tree and a caterpillar and hot winds and so forth. So I felt after my first period, when I realized this part of the story was missing, I felt compelled to write that part of the story. So now I have an addition to the story. I read that third period and also fourth period, and the students liked it. So I certainly felt God's presence out there today with my students in the nature, reading God's word. This Did I mention how fantastic the storybook Bible is? Mentioning God's word and um, just really being present to the third to last day of my teaching. So that was the first thing about my school, the best of my school. The second thing came not much long later when we went to the gym for our one of our two annual assemblies, awards assemblies. The first assembly, which was today, is for what they call the undergraduates, so the non-graduating students, current freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. And then we have another one the day after tomorrow on Friday, which is for the seniors only. And I'm sure I'll tell you more about that when it comes, because I know it's going to be a God presence moment because the seniors that are graduating, I know them well, and I'm really going to miss them. They're just some really, really great kids in that class. But that's not till Friday. So today was this awards assembly. And this assembly kind of has a reputation for being a little bit long and, and you know, not really moving at, at a pace that keeps everyone's attention. But today, that was not the case. It was brisk, but not too brisk. I mean, I, I feel like they moved quickly through things that could be done quickly, but really did spend time on what I felt, and I think the administrators and our counselors also feel 
is the most important part of the ceremony, which wasn't giving the academic awards to the top grades or the honor bars and letters for honor society. They, we did all that. And, and it's wonderful to acknowledge those students. But what I found most significant is the service hour award. Now, our school, like probably most Catholic schools and even an increasing number of public schools, requires a number of service hours for students to do before they get their diploma. Now, it's pretty modest, 25 hours over four years, 100 hours, not really that difficult. For most students, some students make it difficult, but that's really kind of their problem and their issue, not the problem of the program. Well, in just the last few years, my school has been honoring the students who go above and well, well beyond that 100 hours. And today they honored five students, non-seniors. These are all students who, are, again, will be continuing at the school for their service hours. And it was remarkable, the number of hours and also the kids, because from my position in the school, I don't have access to these numbers, and I don't always hear about kids that are doing exemplary, significant service. And we're talking like over 200 hours. I think, I don't remember the top number winner, but it was well over 200 hours. And what was really amazing, and which was such a God presence moment, because it was such a surprise, was the student who got the top award who did the most service. <clears throat> now, I don't use students' names on this podcast, so I'm not going to mention her name, but she is one of my sophomores. I had her last year as a freshman. Uh, I have a number of students that I had last year and also this year, but not very many. She's really one of only a handful because of the way my, my schedule lined up from last year to this year. Well, she did not like my class last year. I could just tell she was not happy with my class, with me, I guess, as a teacher, she did not want to be there. And I had her first period. She was pretty tired, had her head down a lot of the time, and not happy in my class. Well, this year, like many students, grow and change. I find a lot seems to happen between freshman year, over that summer. She's a whole different person. And is in my class again. Um, I think she is enjoying it. She's doing well. She participates. She's generally a quiet kid, but she definitely has participated more and is very nice to me. She says hi to me in the halls very politely, um, calls me sir, which is kind of funny. Um, but um, it's, it's just a real joy to have her in my class. And when I found out today that she was the award winner, she gets her name up on a board. Her picture is immortalized for the future. I was so, so proud of her. And I told her that today during my uh, class with her. And um, I can tell she felt touched by it. And um, I was just so pleased that I could be able to recognize her and to see the growth and the change and the impact that she and so many of our students are having as they go about their service. And um, she did it at the YMCA, and I know the YMCA has so many good programs. And um, I'm looking forward to asking her some questions and, and learning more about what she did and uh, plan to do that tomorrow. So in conclusion, what was your high school experience like? What do you remember about your school? 
And if you had to say one or two things that were good about your school, what were they? Now, even if you had a rough high school experience, and some people really do, I get that. I'm sure there was one or two good things about the school that you attended, and maybe you have kids attending high school. What's good about those schools? Or maybe you are also like me, a high school teacher, and what's good about the school where you teach? Again, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.